hello Orton. thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me it is a pleasure how's that how's your day going so far so far so good <clears throat> i actually got up early today and and started my day early which is which is very rare because i, I keep long hours in the night so <clears throat> i think we're off to a good start i have a nice cup of tea cup of coffee yep i'm a late night person as well even though it's even though it's afternoon now in the uk uh 3 30 uh it's already felt like a long day because uh switching from nights to earlies is very exhausting yeah it? i didn't want to keep you waiting all night to to have a interview at whatever crazy hour so it would have been a long day to wait oh yeah yeah no problem no problem it's uh as i said i'm a bit of a night owl so it actually wouldn't really have mattered but yeah no it's all good and um we're here now overall uh considering it's november 2022 and near the end of the year does um everything within the entity that is forever autumn strong and healthy place at the moment actually yes everything is going at a at a great pace <clears throat> i just got an email the other day that the cds the crown and skull cds are finished and being pr produced and they're currently on their way mm. that's very exciting and we've had a few interviews and we're planning to release a song um december 2nd so there's a great momentum building here Brilliant. That's what you need now. The momentum as we build towards what is a couple of months away, though, but we are building towards the release of, obviously, your new EP, Crowned in Skulls. I've had a little bit of a listen to it today and uh, got my own impressions of it this, but what, what can listeners overall expect from this Forever Autumn EP? I feel like listeners could expect a, a return to the acoustic doom and the pagan folk and other things that people call this after Hail the Forest Dark, which was the EP that kind of explored black metal in a forever autumn style. This is kind of the triumphant return to what we usually do. And, but it brings in, it brings in a, a new element and a new feel to it. it it's, it's evolved since um, Howls in the Forest at Dusk. Yes, yes. You only need to listen to the 2021 EP, um, Hail the Forest Dark, and compare, obviously, this one to that one. Mm -hmm. I understand the changes that have gone on. But mentally, within within Forever Autumn, what has changed to, I guess, prompt this return to this sound? Um, that's a good question. I I needed to explore the black metal angle because it's a it's an important part of the story and it's an important influence. Mm. And I, I kind of wanted to prove to myself that I could still do it and make kick-ass metal. So um, that was, that was good to, good to know, but so there's something about my acoustic instruments. There's something about the, the air, the atmosphere and kind of the ritual of what is normally forever autumn mm. that I needed to return to. I, I was having some doubts where the music was going during pandemic years because things were a little rocky, but coming out of it with Crowned and Skulls, I think we're, I think we're in a good direction. So it wasn't prompted or in any way by perhaps a fan reaction, listener reaction to the um, 2021's Hell the Forest Arc? No, not at all. Good to know. Yeah, good. My good. own personal evolution. Yeah, yeah, because I, I, ultimately if it had been, and it wasn't from what I can see, reaction and discussion upon it online was still very positive for Hail the Forest Dark. But, you know, you do wonder if, oh, everybody hated it. It might have some detrimental effect on your mental health in regards to how you want to approach the next record. Oh, yeah, nothing like that. 
Oh, then take me back to the early days of Cranham Skull's creation, specifically your vision, really. Did you have a clear and defined path for exactly what you wanted to do at the time? I did not. <clears throat> I had a few, a few cool riffs and things. I had some fun strumming chords and I had some words, but none of it was put together yet. And it just, the inspiration hit. I, I strummed something cool, thought this is amazing, like... Um, the forest and the night just playing my ball like and I came up with these great chords and it just started to to flow and this record came together at least friends tell me because it's hard for me to see I'm I'm inside of it hmm. but people outside of it have have told me that it came together really fast much faster than some of the other ones like I said I'm already recording and they looked at their watches like this is this is absurd so the path basically developed over time very, very naturally, really, then. It did. And that's something that Forever Autumn often does. Uh, I, I can go into it with an idea of what I want, but it's, it's kind of like my paintings. They, they go where they want to. They evolve. I, I have an idea, but then I have to try to rescue it, and it's not what I wanted, and it's something else. And then I, I'm pleased with whatever result pops out, kind of like Crown uh, and Skull. Hmm. Is Crown and Skulls a particular creative push for you? E.g., have you kind of found yourself or forced yourself at times to do things you might normally have not considered? There were a few things, uh, especially in Under the Shadows of Anun, the last track on the EP. Um, I usually, I'm a little self-conscious of some of my clean singing. So I, I tend to hide my, when I'm doing the mix, I tend to hide myself in the back. Oh. But my, my friend Robbie, who was mixing it, um, he really pushed the vocals forward. I had to put them just a tiny little bit backwards because they were a little too forward for me, but it, it turned out really well. I think the song, the song is much better than it would have been if I pushed my vocals to the back. So something like that was a big shift and a big change. And, uh, and I'm pleased with the result considering that shift and change to that track specifically and uh you know the thing you're not too sure about has that changed overall changed your view on your clean vocals overall i think it has there are there's still some reserve to it but it, it does make me a little more confident in my clean singing i've always been a little self-conscious of my voice for some reason mm. and um as most people are when you hear it recorded but <laughs> I've come to accept it over the years, and um, and it really surprised me, especially in Under Shadows of Anun. Well, it's awesome to hear. What else, I mean, challenge-wise, when it came to the creation of the EP and working on it, even though you say it came together quite quickly and quite naturally, were there any particular points that you found challenging? <clears throat> there were. Um, I had, it was a challenge to do Dry Herbs in Water. That was the, the longest song. I I wanted to do kind of an acoustic funeral doom thing to it. And so I I, I had a lot of experimenting and uh, the timing shifted a lot. So it took me a while to get it just right. And the the end of it, when it really starts to tumult, you know, that's that was uh, when it all came together. I knew this is this is going to be great. Be confident. You feel confident that um, you overcame all these challenges to, and uh, as an overall package, the EP is everything you could ever have wanted it to be. It really is, especially with Aaron's inclusion on the first track. Um, that really 
solidifies my confidence in the record. I, I wrote that song and I was having, I was struggling trying to understand what was happening. And Aaron and I had worked together on the previous record. And I know years ago we were talking about how he, he enjoyed some, there were some Forever Autumn songs he really enjoyed and said, I, I want to sing on something like that. So when Crown and Skulls came along, I knew when I was, when I was struggling with the forest in the dark, it came in that like Aaron would be perfect for this. Yeah. And I need to get a hold of him. We we um we worked together on it for a while and and it really, I don't know, it just made the song this motion, you know. So you think if um he hadn't been involved, that song would have even ended up on the EP? I think it would have, mm. but it would be markedly different. And um, probably wouldn't be the exchange between two people. A a friend of mine did notice what what, what I thought was interesting because I couldn't see it in right. that in metal you sh usually it's the male vocals are grunting and screaming and the female vocals are are clean and soaring sort of things. Yeah. So the switch here, making the female vocals the screaming part and the male vocals the clean part, was once pointed out to me was just ingenious. I wish I wish I thought of it consciously, but it, it just kind of happened. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Even as you describe it, it's like, yeah, that's an unusual pairing, even though it really shouldn't be. And it's not that wild and out there, but you're right. It doesn't come across that way often. Well, sometimes you need to challenge these things, you know, and, and give people something a little bit different and expand their horizons. Well, it is um, a spectacular track. I can attest to that. Um, would you call that, because I don't even want to call it a collaboration, because of his involvement is so strong in that track, it's almost a pairing more than anything else. But would you point at that as being one of the more positive aspects that you've been able to take from the EP, or are there some others? <clears throat> I think it is one of the, the more positive aspects. It's um, <clears throat> It was really important to have Aaron's involvement again. We've become good friends over the years. So it's fun when we get to work together. And, but with the EP as a whole, every song is different, but the same. Uh, it's, they explore different things in a similar way. Like even Death Folk, the shortest song on the EP, that I wanted to make kind of a, a death metal song with acoustic instruments and, and did my best to scream over it in Latin. And uh, it, I think it worked. So every, everything, turned out pretty positive about about this record and I hope it's really received well because I feel it's one of the best ones in a while and I I just I just hope people can enjoy it yeah I mean it goes without saying but it needs to be uh, reminded of people that you know we're talking 20 plus years thereabouts of forever autumn and your creativity is still at an all-time high as we enter the sort of last three months to the build to this EP. What in, what's inspiring you these days um, to be as creative as you currently are? There is, in life, there is a, a need for movement and change. Things have been very stagnant. And I'm hoping that a lot of this creativity can, can be the vehicle for this change. Oh. I have been uh, painting more. I during pandemic until now, I made a 30 plus piece series of works on slate that I exhibited a few places. One place was in, in London, which was great. And that was well received. Amazing. And um, 
so my my visual works, my music, and a lot of things are are pushing for this change, and I'm really hoping it will manifest soon, and and I can just move on to not move on from music, but just move on into a a, a new era of life, Ooh. into a place where I can create even more freely than I have up to now. That's incredible. It really, really is. And, you know, you've mentioned it once or twice, but going back to it, really, the pandemic period did. It's not been a positive time, but we always look to try and take any positives out of the past few years that that we possibly can. Um, considering the creativity and what you were able to effectively do, can you point at the last few years and say, because that happened, I was able to do this? I, I think so. There was. While. A lot of people shut down and watched Netflix for 24 hours a day and, and things like that. And not a bad thing, but mm -hmm. I was I was able to really seize this creativity that I think was latent for a while and was just looking for a reason to come out. And I, I amazed myself at the amount of work that was produced during that time. And even though it was globally a horrible thing, some good things come out of it in in little pockets that are hard to see and and i got to be one of those pockets absolutely and it's 2022 and you're still standing and we have a new ep it's that's the most incredible thing of all the most important thing i have to ask how much trouble though considering from at least for my listener aspect you have a wild imagination and uh, it seems very free and easy Considering that, how do you balance having such an imagination with the need for what Forever Autumn has to be? Or do you kind of see them as one and the same? It doesn't matter. Forever Autumn can be whatever you want it to be when you need it to be. Long ago, I, I felt like it needed to be something. And I've actually recently been having some, some struggles with that too. But this EP really shows me that it's it's whatever it's going to be. It's um, forever autumn can expand and change. It, it's not limited. Hmm. Um, I was able to produce a black metal record that was pretty well received. And I'm making this, you know, acoustic doom and pagan folk and blackened whatever, and all this, all this fun stuff. And I just, I feel like it can be whatever it needs to be. Yeah. Oftentimes it will I'll, I'll start with an idea, but it, it, it moves and changes and shows me where we need to go. And I feel that's part of the magic to it mm -hmm. that um, people may not see initially. But if you dig really deep, it's uh, it's there and it's kind of inside of you. I love that because ultimately, while it's unlikely that you're going to be producing a rap metal album in the future uh, for a federal, it's not outside the realms of possibility because who knows? Right. <laughs> we don't know. I can I can tell you there are no plans for such, but we don't know. Well, it, it is always amusing to sort of see listeners to try and genre place uh, Forever Autumn as if that's a necessary thing, but we often try to do it. Where do you fit? Do you fit in avant-garde? Do you fit in black metal? Do you fit in folk metal? And so on. It's unnecessary, but what are you going to do? Do you take pride in the fact that I think at least that Forever Autumn stands in a category of one? <clears throat> I... I have struggled with that over the years because everything is so genre based and I never know. That's where acoustic doom came from. I needed to make something up because I, I just couldn't get it anywhere. 
And we do have a lot of troubles with sometimes being too metal for the folk crowd and and too folky for the metal crowd. And it can be it can be different. We've played all sorts of strange shows over the years. But I'm I'm realizing now as as this this album or this this EP ramps up and we're getting closer and closer that it's okay to stand apart from things and and it's it's even good it's beneficial it's it not only gives me something new but it gives the people something new and some things just can't be categorized and i i think it's important for people to know that I think so too. And also it's important, I feel, for to help you stand out in a world, particularly uh, the domination of streaming services, YouTube and so on. How on earth do you stand out amongst the constant slew of music slash short attention spans? Is that something you're actively aware of or do you just go with the, the go with the flow? No, it is something I'm aware of. And it, it is a point of contention that rises now and again. Uh, I do my best to be on as many streaming streaming ser streaming services as possible, but even those sometimes don't like they don't know where to put where to put us either. And um, and I know there's there's so much streaming media everywhere for everyone, but I still remember the old days of exchanging tapes and burnt CDs and all sorts of things like that and sending them throughout the world with little people that you found online. And and I think that's why physical media is so important to me. I mean, it had long been a personal dream to have my music on a vinyl record. And I saw that dream and I need to continue it with each release. But it's important to myself not to be swept away in the digitalness because mm -hmm. there are people out there that are just like me and they're like i i need to have the physical copy i need to hold this record in my hand to really know that i have this music and it's it is a struggle and it's hard when the world is is putting streaming digital things on you all the time it's hard to stand up against that but i stand up just the same Tying into that then, the other aspect of being in a modern band, which is an always on constant content on social media platforms. Is that something that A, you think you're good at and B, more importantly, you can enjoy? That is something that A, I feel I'm terrible at. <laughs> and and B, I try to enjoy, but it's very stressful. Um, I'm... I have to do everything myself for mm -hmm. Forever Autumn. And the business aspects and the social aspects are a big struggle for me. It's very hard to do. And um, my PR guy a while ago was trying to tell me to post every day, but I don't know what to say. I don't have things to post. And and I'm I'm on three social media things and that's, more than enough yeah. to keep me busy. I, I do my best. I think I need an intern or something like that with social media skills and, and business business possibilities. But it, I feel I'm really terrible at it and I, I try my best. It's a, it's a difficult modernity, but um, I try my best. 
If it makes you feel any better, I don't speak to anyone, artist or band, that confidently says, yeah, we enjoy it or we're good at it, no matter the age range or um, location in the world or anything. It seems like it's a constant struggle because ultimately, even if you are good at it and you learn it, next week, six months down the line, algorithms change and suddenly what you thought you knew isn't the same and it just becomes chaotic. So you end up almost giving up because of that. Mm -hmm. I'm so bad at the tags too. Little ah. number signs everywhere. I just make them up and I know nobody looks at them because they're weird and made up and spelled <laughs> funny, but I try. No, no, I think it works. I think it works. Well, I mean, yeah, when you, you've talked about it a little bit, when you reflect on the past 20 years or forever, or I mean, you've seen so many changes within the music industry, um, some seismic ones, some smaller ones, but changes nonetheless. Are you surprised and proud as well that you have survived so long? I really am. They're, they're, there were some, there were definitely some tough points. There are still some difficult points to it, but so I surprised myself that I'm still here, that I'm still making music and it's still reaching people somehow. It's, um, I am proud of it and, and surprised, but um, there, there are no plans to stop. This is yes. gonna keep going as long as I can be creative and hopefully then after that too. Well, normally I'm doing an interview, it's in the week or the weeks around the release. Here I'm talking to you and we're months away from uh, your new EP, February 2023, Crowned in Skulls. Aside from the EP release, do you have any major plans uh, in 2023 that you're able to talk about or that you know? I don't have many plans. I would like to play more shows. Mm -hmm. Those are, are very difficult to get for Forever Autumn. Um, Promoters and venues don't really know what to make of us, but sometimes we can get in something good. It's a lot of fun. We played the Maryland Folk Metal Festival in Baltimore over the summer, and that was a big hit. So mm. I'd like to, if I can play more festivals, but what kind of festivals are going to take me, I'm not sure, but I would definitely like to play more shows. I am already working on new music and I have things that need, need to be voiced and created. And I'd like to get more gallery exhibitions too. I have a lot of new work that needs to be shown. And um, somewhere somewhere in there, I would like to make a little bit of money and you know, have somewhere to myself to live or something like that. You know, that, that just seems fun. Yeah, those are some fair and realistic goals um, down mm -hmm. to stuff. Um, fingers crossed the EP is incredibly successful. Uh, people pick it up as well on the vinyl. It's going to be released on vinyl, isn't it? It will be. That will unfortunately be a, a delay from the release date because vinyl is so backed up. But it's yeah. important to me that there is a vinyl release. And unfortunately, shipping prices these days are ridiculous. But what are you going to do? I actually, yeah, you, you prompted it there. I'd forgotten because it almost went out of my mind. But yes, vinyl delays are chaotic at the moment. And I was going to wonder how you were coping with that. But uh, <laughs> the plan is still to release it on vinyl. I wanted to start um, months ago to get things in, in, into production. But I did this big um, record label push. I, I pulled out all the stops. I, I used all of my contacts. Unfortunately, nothing worked out. But I needed to to make that push and really try to get some support for the EP before I released it. And unfortunately, with that not working out, I, I just couldn't wait any longer. And that's why the delay is the delay. But it, it will still be great. 
it is what it is. But and as you said at the start of this interview, in the meantime, physical CD versions are there. So uh, there, there are, of course, digital releases. Yeah, and that, of course, I think this is going to be spectacularly received from your fan base, from your listeners. Um, I can't wait till February. Autumn, thank you so much for taking the time to do this. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. Thank you for uh, having me. I had a great time and uh, have a great rest of your day. Thank you very much for watching. If you liked what you saw, please help us out by giving us a thumbs up and hitting that subscribe button. If you really liked what you saw, consider donating to keep the website and channel running by buying us a coffee via our coffee page or picking up some merch from our big cartel store. You can check us out on gbhbell.com as well as via our social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, as well as listen to our interviews via SoundCloud, Apple Music, and Spotify. Just search for GBHBL. Games, horror, and heavy metal. What else is life for?